Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. I'm Nate Smith here with Evil Genius. And uh, we just watched uh, the Cavs lose. What was the final score, EG? Uh, 14 billion to. <laughs> it wasn't 70, that bad. 74 million. No, I mean, it felt like it, the game took five hours and it felt like. Uh, yeah, I mean it was 140 to 124. I yeah, mean, and what? Uh, let me pull this up because the free throw count. Oh, it was like 70 free throws between the two teams. Yeah, it was insane. I'll give you an exact count. It here. was 69. 69 free throws. Yeah, um, and in Anthony Davis took 16 free throws, and it was a little bit ridiculous. Like you could not sneeze on the uh, Pelicans without them. And give them credit; they made 36 of 39. Um, yeah, I mean the Cavs made 26 of their 30, but yeah, but that even still, like just just these these refs, these, this ref trail was like everything was it. It was like watching. Um, it was watching like watching an NFL game with a flag on every play. Yeah, it was it was insane, and some of them were just ah, just beyond were, touch. Oh, oh, the one where Colin Sexton like looked like he was maybe in his way, and then got out of the way, but they called it anyway, and it was like yep, like seriously, like, nope, too too late. You weren't too, you weren't quick enough, Colin. Yeah, yeah. Or like the one where Delhi was taking the three pointer, and that that what is Frank Jackson or Fred Jackson idiot ran into his arm. And they only gave him two because they said, he, said was he was passing, but it was like, yeah, it looked like it was because the shot never got very far. But yeah, because he ran into his freaking arm. Meanwhile, that guy has already gone, clearly gone to the to the Steph Curry school of flopping. Oh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Frank Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. 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 He, he flopped I, on two threes. I mean, he had a great game. He had 19 points on five shots. Uh, but he's seven to seven at the line because of two, an and one and two, uh, two, two free throws. Yeah, two flops where he wasn't touched. If you go back and look at the replay, yeah, was not, was not touched. Yeah, and yeah, it was a, it was a pretty ridiculous game. The Cavs played an awesome first half. Uh, yeah, they, they were, couldn't miss in the first half. Yeah, they were perfect in the first quarter from three, if, if I'm correct. Yeah, eight, eight of eight, eight of eight, and. Uh, our boy Delhi had a fantastic game, uh, six of eight yeah. from the field, seventeen points, seven assists. Um, I mean, over a like a, an average like thirty-five point or a thirty-five minute night. I mean, that's I mean that's like <laughs> that's like twenty-five and ten. Yeah, I mean, he only played twenty minutes. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was no, it's more. It's like thirty and fourteen. <laughs> 
<laughs> or well, I'm assuming he's yeah. not gonna hit. I'm assuming he's not gonna miss only two shots, but well, still, yeah, you never know. But yeah, I mean, it was it was nice to see the Cavs shoot 14 of 30 from three. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was tearing it up in the first half. Um, unfortunately, he kind of fell back down to earth in the second half. Um, yeah, Tristan Thompson looked like he expended most of his energy the night before, but also had the unenviable task of uh, trying to go against Davis. Yeah, and he was a game low minus twenty one, but he still finished with you know six boards, six points, ten boards, five assists. You know, a decent well, stat a, line. They have a pretty tall and active front line too, with with uh, Randall and Miller and. Um, Miritich and Okafor. They got a lot of tall, decent-sized yeah. guys that can throw at you. Yeah. And uh, Cameron Payne, a really nice yeah. game, too. Um, Wasn't he, like, your least favorite guy, or is it somebody else's least favorite guy in the NBA? I didn't think he was very good, but I didn't have a... See, I, like, may... No, I, I looked him up because I was going to smack-talk him because I got him confused with Adrian Payne, who'd had all the... Uh, uh, the sexual assault stuff at Michigan State, but completely different oh. guy. So I was like, no, I'm not even going to comment because I don't, <laughs> you know me and names. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, especially uh, when they're the same last name. Exactly. So I, uh, I didn't know a ton about him. I knew he had a lousy RPM, but I mean, he's been shooting great in the two games they've, they've played. Has a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger, more of a scoring guard. Um, yeah. But, you know, well, you that, put... that he's got that weird release, but it certainly seems to go in from three. He's got that one spot at the top. It's like the top right of the key that yeah, or and, the the three point arc. And he just, shoots it going to his his right. It's he's almost like he's a lefty too. I you think, know what it is? Right? He's like a mirror image of, of Lonzo Ball, <laughs> like because Lonzo Ball <laughs> does the same thing on the right side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they have very not similar... quite as not quite as like as like sideways handed. But... Yeah, I mean Cameron Payne looks like he's three quarters of the way face. Like it's so odd. <laughs> I mean yeah. he he as long as it goes in right. I yeah, mean... absolutely, and you can tell he kind of has a herky jerky game that throws people off. But yeah, um, yeah even Ante Zizic, real nice night tonight. Uh, Ante points. did well. Ante did a lot of diving and a lot of uh, had a lot of good footwork under the hoop and and was smart enough not to bring the ball down too much. So a lot of a lot of good finishes. A game high plus twelve. Yeah, ten points, four boards, two assists. Uh, the Cavs had twenty seven assists tonight, which was really well, nice. I felt like Delhi had a really good uh, chemistry with with Ziz when he was in there because well, and Clarkson, like Delhi yeah. just knows how to feed Clarkson. Yeah, and they run. Well, those that... guys, I mean, when they start in the backcourt together, they really feed off each other nicely. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Alec Burks, a, a pretty decent game, another nice shooting game, uh, two or three from three point land, and seventeen points. At you know his his uh, scoring resurgence is going to only help his trade value. So I'm I'm really happy to see that. Yeah. Um, Chetty kind of a rougher, rougher night for most of the rest of the, yeah. the starters, though. Yeah, Chetty Osmond, 3-9, uh, just 10 points. Had some nice plays, but... Most of them were in the first half, though. Yeah, some turnovers really kind of lost his focus a couple times in the second. Those those two three, two of the threes that he... Well, the only two threes he had in the first half, really, he looked confident. He had that... He kind of had that, that Corver stroke going, he, you know, and... 
And he's got such a quick first step. I don't know why he doesn't use it more. I I think he's still kind of getting a feeling his game out a little bit, but um, to me, the guy Colin Sexton was was pretty brutal tonight. Two of twelve, minus twenty one. Um, yeah. He just although he had some really nice driving kicks. Yeah, and that he, I thought were that that guys just missed the shot, but and he uh, got to the line. He was eight of eight at the line, so. Yeah. It's just it's hard to it's hard if you're a if you're a guard that doesn't use the glass it's mm-hmm. going to be really hard to score against Anthony Davis. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not as if, you know, Julius Randle is a terrible defender either. Uh, you know. Well, he's not he's not Anthony Davis, but he's No, long. but but what I'm saying is he's a real power forward. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, if somebody takes out Davis, there's still guys there that can block your shot. You know, it's not like yeah. the Cavs where they're running wings at the at the four. You know, you know the biggest problem tonight really was the the Cavs just didn't have enough depth on the front line. Yeah, and guys, and because I I think I said it on the thread they the the Pelicans were just running the same play over and over and over again where they have a it would either be Holiday or Frazier up top or uh, or uh, Elford Payton up top and then they would just bound you know Anthony Davis would would beeline down the down the lane and they just bounce it to him and. He'd he if there was a guy in front of him, they'd get called for a touch foul. If if or he would just kick it out to a, you know, to a three point shooter. Yeah, or if they switched, he would. I mean, he got Colin Sexton and Sexton switched on him, and Sexton just didn't chuck him early yep. enough or high enough, and it was just like, oof. And by the time he got Sexton on him in the low post, it was it was over. Yeah. You know. I look. It's it's difficult playing him straight up when you've when you're not on a back to back and you have all your guys healthy, but certainly not having Nance hurt them and his length, not having, you know, Love and Henson and really most of the front court rotation. Yeah. You know, or even a Nawaba, because Nawaba is long enough where he could he could ch- at least ch- at least check him, but uh, you know, on a switch, but yeah, it's it's and unfortunately, unfortunately when you're going to get called for every touch foul on Davis. Uh, yeah. And he's going to make his free throws. You know, he had a 38, 13 and seven line with two steals and four blocks and one turnover. I mean, that's... he's, he is the, he's the golden turd of centers. <laughs> well, but I don't really feel like it's the same thing because I didn't really like, feel like, you know, James Harden is playing for the foul. I didn't really feel like Anthony Davis was playing for the foul. The rest were just giving it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a difference there. Would you agree? Yeah, although there were a couple that, I mean, yeah. because he's such a good ball handling center, because he was a point guard before the growth yeah. spurt, he definitely has some plays that, that he's looking for contact. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll agree with you there. And but I agree. I mean, he's not. He's not a. Uh, he's not a serious flopper. I mean, he's not Joel Embiid or uh, or Frank Jackson <laughs> or Frank. Jesus, that guy. I mean, come on. Yeah, that was, was that was that was ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, this Pelicans team. I, you almost wonder why they're not better. I mean, and I think I'll tell you why they're not better because they run the same play every time. <laughs> well, that is true, and also, also they also Meritich has been out for a while. And they just have a lack of wing depth. I mean, after you get past Holiday and Peyton, there's a humongous drop-off. I mean, Frank Jackson can light the Cavs up, but, you know, Kenrick Williams is not 
as a as a sixth man from the no. wing is not going to strike fear in the heart of anyone. Well, is Solomon Hill in, injured or is he just not being used? Or I think he's just Solomon Hill. Well, Etwan <laughs> Moore, Etwan Moore is Etwan Moore was hurt, but you know, Etwan Moore is an average player at best. Um, yeah. Well, and, not a Cavs, but yeah, exactly. But you know, Julius. But Randall, I think Meritage, Meritage is the big is was the big loss. Oh, yeah. Is it? You know, because he's been. I mean, last year he he was really so solid for them. You know, with the the inside out threat. I mean, I can't stand the guy, but I'm sure if he was on my team, <laughs> I was I'd waiting play. for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's a he's a classic Cavs killer too. And as much as I hated him with the beard, I almost hate him more without it. I mean, he is a goofy oh, looking bastard yeah, that without goofy. that beard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he'd been out. He'd been out for a month. He his last game was. Uh, yeah, he'd missed uh, twelve games. December tenth. Yeah. yeah. So. And he'd missed a few games before that too. Like I, it looked like he he was he really hadn't played consistently since the beginning of December. So yeah, and he had seventeen tonight, uh, four of seven from three, and he had one three from like thirty feet out that would kind of just like the Cavs were close, and that was kind of the backbreaker. Yeah, that's right. They were that's what got him to a hundred. Yeah, to the end the third, and then and then you know Drew Drew Holiday just super solid. Uh, there's nothing he kind of doesn't do well on a basketball court. Uh, How do they let him wear that do rag? I love it. I would. I mean, he wears. No, no, no I'm not. I, it's fine. I'm just yeah. saying. Like, I, I would think in, I in a David Stern NBA, I don't think he'd be allowed to do it. Oh, I don't maybe think so in, either. I mean, maybe in an Adam Silver when he can, but I've never seen a guy allowed to wear a do rag on the court. I mean, headbands are one thing, but like, it, well, yeah, it's a headband that's tied in the back. Yeah. I mean, I really wish it had a Cobra Kai symbol on it. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> Sweep the leg, Billy. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny, sorry. <laughs> Don't test me on uh, Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I've, se- I've seen the Karate Kid a lot. Too many times, yeah. Too many t- well, it's like one of those is like every time it comes on cable, I'm like, Chris, it's the Karate Kid. And she just like shakes her head and goes in the other room. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh well, I, I didn't realize this. So this is Johnny's last basket. Got became the seventh Cav in double figures. They didn't have any problems scoring. That's for sure. No, um, it's probably the biggest problem for New Orleans is that outside of outside of uh, AD's shot blocking, they they're most nights just trying to outscore teams. Well, and you know, against uh, a team that actually has depth on the inside, you can pack the paint against them. And yeah. you know, you, you know, we're gonna make Anthony Davis fight two guys all game, and if somebody else beats us, then somebody else beats us. And usually, they don't have the bodies to do that. I mean, you right. can almost you can almost play like a box and one with the one on Holiday against them because you know Alfred Payton can't shoot, uh, although he's a good distributor. Yeah, and they just don't have a lot of shooting outside of Miritich and Andrew Holiday and. Yeah, yeah, and they have health issues. So I, I don't know. I mean, wow, the Cavs had seventy-five points from their bench tonight. Yeah, I mean, their bench was fantastic. I That's mean, crazy. Della Vadova was just yeah, so was much fun out, in man. the first half. He looked like he had his energy back. Yeah, and what was his first game with the Cavs uh, on, in a back, playing both ends of a back-to-back, which was really nice to see. That's what he needs. He needs to be like, you know, run to exhaustion to to play his best. 
Yeah. As we know from from finals past. Yeah, you uh, if he's not getting IV after the game, he hasn't played hard enough. Yeah, he hasn't played hard. Well, gotta, the gotta, problem gotta, is got to make him earn that coffee. If he was in shape, he wouldn't need uh True. <laughs> he wouldn't True. need the IVs. I mean, he's so he's such a doughy out of shape dude. <laughs> He had he's gotten much better at finishing, it seems like to me, around the basket. Like he's got so many like little tricky moves where yeah. he can lay it off from weird angles and stuff. He he definitely seems like a better I, player than before he left. I just love his court More vision. Experience. Oh yeah, his court vision's amazing. I mean, that's a thing. Like you, you put a you put a lineup out there. Because I think he, I think he rubs off on Clarkson in a good oh, way. He that does. Clarkson yeah. really moved the ball tonight. Well, it almost reminds me of when he played with uh, Deion Waiters. You know, because yeah. like he knew all of Waiters' spots to get him the ball, and he kind of he's kind of the same thing with Clarkson. And the nice thing is, is like Clarkson, and the same thing with Waiters knows if you give the ball back, ball to Delhi, and then you move and get open, he'll get it back to you. Yeah, you'll you know? get it back. <laughs> yeah, the, or somebody else will get a good shot. I mean. The, and to right. me, that's invaluable. So, right. Well, and that's that's half the battle with guys like that is yeah. getting them to believe that hey, you're going to get the ball back. I'm not just going to sh- you know. You just need to learn to be a little little more unselfish with it, and you'll good things will happen. Yeah, you'll actually so. score more and have a higher percentage. Because I I gotta say, I was really impressed for most of the game the way they were moving the ball. It well, stuck a little bit towards the that run that the that the Pelicans went on uh, was like a like a twelve twelve to two run to end the half. The first half was uh, that yeah. that it seemed to like like once Delhi went out, it it started to gum up a little bit. But Sh- shocking. <laughs> I I don't know how that happens, but but um, I, I gotta say, like if you, I'm looking forward to everyone being healthy because I yeah. feel like as good of a passer as as Delhi is and Nance is and Love is, and I mean you could really put a a great team out there of smart, high basketball IQ guys with floor vision that yeah. could be you could we could really put out some interesting lineups i think i actually think alec burks impresses me with his yeah passing burks has been good too yeah yeah he's, he's kind of gotten in a, back in a group because he was in the starting lineup left the starting lineup now that he's back uh you know he's in a pretty good groove well channing's good too but you really it's hard to play him against uh for very long against AD. Yeah. Well, and I've just, I mean, I, we, we talked about this last night when the Cavs were down by, were they down by 26 in the first half and just looked like they'd given up the ghost and played a, just a super exciting second half, cut it all the way back to five. And to me, Channing Fry's professionalism and, you know, doing the little things and talking and just, Oh yeah. I I made sure to include that. Oh yeah, I know. I, I read that. I really enjoyed your recap. By the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those. Just sometimes stuff just comes to me, and <laughs> it was just I I don't know why I was looking. I was like, oh, yeah, that that would fit. And when I read that song, I'm like, yeah, that really fits. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Channing Fry again. He only played nine minutes tonight, but seven of that was in the first quarter. Yeah. So I I was one of the three, a big three, and yeah, kept that i mean that was crazy the way they were shooting it in that first quarter i mean you knew it wasn't sustainable but yeah especially they still in the shot, backpack yeah they still shot what 47 percent from three for the game i mean 14 of 30 this is the second straight night 
that they've shot uh, 45% or better from, from three and actually attempted um, upwards of you know 25 plus three pointers. So that's definitely a, a trend in the right direction. Yeah. And I almost wonder if that has something to do with Rodney Hood being out, you know, Rodney, <laughs> I'm going to I've never met a, a three. I couldn't step in and take a two. On <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's interesting. I'm a little, uh, I don't know what your take on this is, but I feel like there's two different Cavs teams. Uh, there's a Larry Nance Cavs team and a Tristan Thompson Cavs team, and they're really different in a lot of ways. And yeah. I kind of felt like the Tristan Thompson comeback game against uh, the Pelicans, one of the low ga- low lights of the season when they lost by 35, um, and it was kind of Tristan's first game back. Really, mm-hmm. it really felt like it was the. The change in tone of him starting versus Larry Nance starting really jarred the team, yeah. and and I almost it it'll be interesting. I don't know if those two can coexist on the same team. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I think they can, but they have to be. They just have to be employed the right way. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think they are. Yeah, to me the problem is that uh, they can't. I mean, when Kevin Love comes back, there's obviously, you know, 96 minutes to split between the three. Um, and, and maybe they can do it that way, but I'm I'm not sure that... But in the NBA now, you're not going to run a real four, you know, 100% of the time. You, you're going to run, a, you know, a wing at the four some of the time. So I don't know if there's enough minutes there. To give Nance I think we just the amount. I think you just got to start Nance. You got to start Nance with the one. Oh move yeah, Sex, I agree. With move Sexton yeah. to the two, and then uh, and then just play, you know, <laughs> Jetty Love and and Tristan on the front line. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, just idea. have Nance work on his on his uh, his dribbling and his three point shot in the off season. It'll be good. So yeah, because then it'll be. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, I have seen, and I don't know if you've seen, but I've seen Colin Sexton off the ball a lot more, and I'm not sure it's a good thing. I mean, if he's a good shooter and he can move without the ball, but I I don't really see him doing that that much. And he seems like a terrible guy to score off the cut. And part of the reason is the way he gets his layups. Like, when you're a cutter, you have to actually be moving towards the basket, and it's really hard to score a no bank layup on a on a yeah. cut. He's got to learn how to use the glass. Yeah. And he's got to be more de- decisive because he's not going to be able to be a point guard if he can't be more decisive. Yeah, well, I just tweeted right before the podcast. I was like Colin Sexton is a quarterback that only throws checkdowns and crossing routes. Like he just Yeah. Makes, he's he's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he makes he's the really most he's pretty safe. fast. <laughs> Most safe, most obvious pass every time to me, yeah. it seems like. Although I was super impressed with that oop he had towards the end of the game. To uh, Yeah, last, last game, yeah. yeah. And the, I agree. And I, the, I agree with your sentiment there. That was his yeah. best, probably one of his best plays of the year. How Okay, I have a question, completely unrelated to the Cavs. How is it that Ingram looks like he's lost 15 pounds since the start of the season? He looks, he know. actually looks skinnier. Brandon Ingram. That guy, I mean, do that, you know? Do, have you noticed that he actually looks skinnier? 
I can't tell. I mean, I can well, barely watch see him on the court often. anyway. Yeah. yeah. He's always <laughs> he, been skinny. He's turned sideways and you can't see him. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't have a lot of use for that guy. <laughs> Did you see the death lineup tweet? Oh, my God. <laughs> so the- I, think, I think Kuzma needs to chill out a little bit. It's like, hey, dude, maybe you see if you guys can win yeah. a few games without LeBron there. Yeah, if you'd been drafted by Utah, no one would know who you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing better than guys talking without the talking with the hubris of, of guys that have won championships. <laughs> yeah. Just because there's ones hanging in the rafters. Yeah, yeah. Although I did say I will say if they do somehow manage to, they do somehow manage to get uh, AD from the Pelicans to the Lakers, and I'm not giving that a high probability, mostly because I, I just don't I just don't think I mean I think I think Magic and Polinka are gonna struggle to get out of their own way, most likely, but um And they may not be able to wait that long. They may yeah. not be able to. But if they did, I do think that 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 LeBron A D pairing even at LeBron's age, would be oh, it would be close to magic. As close to magic and Kareem as you could probably get. Yeah, because that's. I mean, that would be the the kind of like the way you'd run that team through there. I mean, it's it's that would be kind of yeah, a crazy. I'm trying to think of a of an equivalent, and you're you're probably right. That probably is as close as it gets. I mean, because there there hasn't ever been. The the thing is, AD is so much younger than Kareem was when Magic got there. You know what I mean? Well, it's just a flip. It's the yeah. flip where Kareem was old and Magic was young, yeah. and in this in this version, LeBron's old and and AD is young. So, yeah. but similar kinds of. I mean, with a it basically a you know a a <laughs> a, a, a six nine you know point guard or in this case point forward and uh you know and a seven foot center who's actually a lot more mobile and and uh you know can handle the ball more than cream did so yeah yeah it'd be interesting i mean that's probably I, that, LeBron's that between, best shot at, oh, that's sorry. probably lebron's i was saying that's probably lebron's best shot at one more championship is if that eventually happens and if it happens sooner than later than maybe a couple but uh i don't see another i don't see another one guy that gets it done for him with the rest of the teams as in the league is currently constructed, but who knows? Yeah. And yeah, you don't know. I mean, it's kind of funny because you look at, uh, if the Lakers had Julius Randall and who's the other guy they let walk. Oh, Brooke Lopez. Uh, uh, if they had yeah. Julius Randall and Brooke Lopez, they would look really good right now. You know what <laughs> I mean? I mean, yeah. Brooke Lopez or is, they call him in uh, Milwaukee Splash Mountain, <laughs> which is why the... Splash Mountain. Oh, because of the because he's really tall and he shoots three. I actually think that's really funny. That is funny. Yeah, they call him Splash Mountain, but uh, th- that he would... can't play defense though. No, but he's but he can rebound and he's seven feet yeah. tall and nobody can block his shot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the Lakers don't have a lot of three point shooters. So. And when you play with Giannis Atetokounmpo, you can get away with not being the greatest defender at the five because Atetokounmpo can block anything. So, yeah, true. 
Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I mean, when we when you see Boogie Cousins come back in another week or two, right? Yeah, that's that's going to be wild. I mean, Boogie's going to come back before before uh, the Zinger, which uh, surprising. Kevin Love, yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin, I mean, I think I think they're, I think that's sort of a hey, we don't really need you to come back before you're ready, and Love saying I don't really want to come back before I'm ready. I mean, that's two two team, you know. Both sides pulling for kind of the same thing. Well, I don't. Yeah, and I don't think Kevin Love wants to even come back before the trade deadline because no, because he might not be here. But he probably will. No, I don't think anybody's going to trade for him sight unseen. And if he comes back before the trade deadline, he's good. And if he doesn't come back, or you know, then somebody's going to possibly try and trade for him. If he doesn't come back before the, or if he's bad, then the Cavs are kind of sol because he doesn't have enough time to you know play his value up again so yeah i think it's probably in both their best right. interests to wait it out and kind of see what the what shakes out for the team so in in the meantime you got any interest in uh signing sign and gun drop bear to play some uh, minutes at the four for the Cavs? i mean <laughs> you, do, do you want me to pause sorry. recording here no no it's okay it's just my stupid phone <laughs> it's, it's, all right stopped um yeah, I, I, I mean, why not, right? <laughs> I just don't know why he'd want to come back to the Cavs. Well, they need they need minutes at the four. I mean, that's clearly right now. Uh, yeah, the... yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, I they need rebounding and oh, no. the G League to me is a, is a great place to pad you, you know, pad your stats. Oh yeah, yeah great, like insane stats that never translate. It or rarely translate. Yeah. I mean, wasn't wasn't uh, what's his name? Who's the guy that they had for two years that was like thirty, and they debated whether or not they should cut him. John. Uh, well, I can't think of his last name. <laughs> with, the, with the dreads, John. John Holland. Holland. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, John Holland was like a thirty-point scorer in the G League, but you know, he put him in the Cavs, and it's like, well, yeah, he can score that in garbage time or in the last game of the year when no one cares. Yeah, I mean, there are guys that have made a good, excuse me, made a name for themselves in the G League. Quinn Cook is a guy that. You yeah, know, I mean, look, I should, I should, Spencer, I, I Spencer I should, Dinwiddie. Sure, I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't begrudge it. I'd be happy, more than happy for gumdrop bear to get another shot um given how poorly his his previous one did went yeah no i i agree with you i mean definitely there's a huge adjustment and i gotta go check out another g league game here but it's a completely different (laughs) i mean it's a completely different level of basketball i mean it's almost like the junior college of the nba I still think Bonzi Colson could be helpful, though. Oh, I, absolutely, I do too. I mean, I mean, I've seen. Look, Blossom Game actually made his three shots, but they were all in garbage time. Yeah. Um, James or uh, James Jalen Jones played some decent minutes tonight. gave him some gave him some good minutes. Uh, you know, but but you know his his shooting has. I mean, he had that one initial game where he was deadly from downtown, and since then I think he shot about twenty five percent, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, part uh, of the thing on Blossom game, he's a three and D wing that they're asking to play the four, and he just doesn't have the size to hold up there. No. I mean, he's just too easy to root out of the, and he's not a great defensive rebounder. And 
Well, they might be. St- I mean, they might have to sign Gumdrop Bear because you know he might be the only uh, number one pick that they'll be able to <laughs> to have next year. So. Oh come on, <laughs> dude! I, I know lots of people saying people on local radio. People say I, I'm saying I will. I will say this: it's the Cavs, and it's the NBA. <laughs> And the and and why you would ever put yourself in a position to be? I wrote it in the, in the at the end of the at the end of the. Yeah, the why cap. would you? Why yeah. would you put yourself anywhere close to a situation where the NBA could come down on you? Yeah, in an arbit in an arbitrarily random investigation that who knows what? What I mean? Look, people have said outside of a signed letter of con, of confession from from uh macaw's agent or the cabs there's no case or there's no there's no ground to stand on but but who knows who knows what emails are out there or you know i mean look what happened with the what was it the tyloo voicemails oh like, those, yeah i yeah i can see wasn't that the basis of that whole ageism case yeah and uh, we haven't heard what happened with that and i kind of i'm wish sure somebody would follow up i would almost bet you cash money the Cavs settled. I'm sure they did. And paid 100%. Yeah. 100%. Why wouldn't you? Well, yeah. And the funny thing about the whole thing, like you you were saying, maybe you do make that risk for a LeBron James or sure. a... Sure. But for... To pay, Somebody that's worth... Yeah. To pay a third of a million dollars for Patrick McCaw <laughs> just to yeah. annoy Joe Lacob. Yeah. They basically just paid 300 grand to to jab the the dubs and say, well, cause I mean, do you really think Patrick McCall is getting off the bench for the, for the dubs in the, in the playoffs this year Well, with yeah, sitting exactly. out, sitting out for the way we saw him play for the Cavs? Like there's no way that dude's even anywhere close to basketball shape. Like, Oh yeah. He yeah, needs to, still he needs, a month he away. Some, he needs to eat some power bars. He needs to get some supplements. Yeah. He... I mean, that, dude, that dude might be skinnier than Ingram right now. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's but, he's skinnier than Brandon Ingram right now. No, you're totally for right. People, for the people that say, "Oh, he's like he's like Sean Livingston light." Well, what the hell does that mean? Like, with Sean Livingston no. at this point is only giving you probably fifteen to twenty minutes a game and a few points and a few rebounds and assists off the bench. Like, you're, you're not. I don't see McCaw being a, an integral part of that team, anyways. So they were never going to match. I mean, they were just kind of stringing it along and keeping it like, oh, it'll be an extra body for us if we need one. Yeah. You know, another another three and D guy we can we can throw it at James Harden if we need to. Yeah. But well, to, yeah, I think it also that became was, that was my whole point. That was my whole point, which is why? Why take that why even if it, even if they did nothing wrong, even if it's proven that they did nothing wrong, even the smallest chance that you could but you could possibly put your your over your number one pick in jeopardy in a year that's pretty good draft that you you should be no worse than the top four fourth or fifth pick of why would you do that i mean the answer to that is if you think patrick mccaw actually has a chance to be good and i think that is actually part of what the deal was because you know the and then the calves had to write that contract in a way that basically they knew uh, the Warriors wouldn't match. 
you know, and that's part of that. And but oh, I get it. Once I you get start, all of that. yeah. And, but once he started playing, you're like, oh, this guy doesn't have anything right now. He's gonna take a month to kind of come back into game shape before we'll know anything about him. And oh yeah, we've offered him way too much money to make that a sane option for us. Yeah. So I get it. And it and it would only ever matter if it was the the two teams or three teams that would matter if they complained about it. And that's that's the Celtics, the Lakers, and the the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No other no other team is going to well maybe Dallas cuz of Cuban cuz I'm sure yeah. he'd throw a fit. But look, this is the same Dan Gilbert that blocked the um didn't was he was block, helped block the CP3 going to Los Angeles, right? Oh yeah, it was the same Dan that. Gilbert yeah. that like, you know, he's he's had a few of those moments even beyond like the, you know, the the LeBron moments and the, the comic sans or whatever. Like he's had some moments. He's really pissed off some, some co you know, some other owners in the NBA, you know, well, and, and the he, players. I mean, a lot of the, the uh, CBA that annoyed a lot of the players and the big, you know, markdown of the BRI where it went from 53% to 50% was, was, you know, Dan Gilbert standing for the small market, uh, owners and then, oh yeah, LeBron comes back and that's all out the window. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, and and that's that's the point is yeah. that look, I I know there's nobody on the Cavs and and certainly not McCall or his agent because I'm sure he's thrilled to be with the with the Raptors for the rest of the season because the Raptors have a legit shot at the title. Yeah. So why you know why would you well, want to be on the Cavs? Like well, I, I get it. Although, like although, if really you're playing for a legit shot of the title, your best odds were probably to just take the take the qual- the qualifying. Year, well, no, they offered him two years, five point six, but the second year wasn't guaranteed, and I guess that pissed him off. And I don't know. I mean, he had one of the worst injuries of the playoffs last year when he landed on his. It wasn't the playoffs. It was toward the end of the regular season when he landed on his back. And, yeah. Was no, I remember out. it. And, and maybe that left a sour taste in his mouth the way that the – I they, we don't know all the details. It. but and, and, you know, the other side of this is Joe Lacob is just as big of a PIA as Dan Gilbert. You know, Joe Lacob – Oh yeah, like people. You know, I, I can't stand Joe Lacob. Yeah, exactly. I, I've, I've, I, I know people that have dealt with. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. He'll guys piss in a, somebody's oatmeal just to piss in their oatmeal. <laughs> guy's a scumbag. No, I get yeah. it, but, but that's the problem. It's like why, why open yourself up to that? Oh, I know. I just but... don't get it. When you have so much, when you, when you, look, the Cavs don't have much to lose, but the one thing they do have to lose is a, is a number, is a, a potential number one overall pick. It, it's if you contest, lose out on it, yeah. if you lose out on a Zion Williamson because of freaking Pat McCaw, <laughs> like that, that is a that's a franchise killer. Yeah, I mean it's a uh, that's all. I'm, that's it's all. I'm definitely to say. a slap fight between billionaires. <laughs> but of yeah, I, I I take your point there. I mean that's all. I'm, that's all. I'm, yeah. that's all I'm getting at. It just seems like like a bad decision. Yeah, especially especially if McCaw wasn't ever going to be the guy that that you thought he was. And, I mean, look, it's worse if it's worse if if this is actually what they did, and just nobody will cop to it. It's worse because then you're like basically just saying like, yeah, we just took the risk and paid the three hundred grand because we wanted to stick it to Joe Lacob and do you know do a solid to 
to uh, McCaw's agent so that maybe he'll cut us a deal the next time we have one of his clients. You know what I mean? Which, like that's. Are you really think Bill Duffy is going to give them the time of day for that? No. <laughs> no, but I Bill Duffy yeah. will remember that. Bill Duffy no, will, will remember. Yeah. Like you got my, you got my, you helped my client get out of purgatory. And yeah. got and he got paid and he yeah, and wound maybe, up with another that, team that was yeah. that could use him that that has a shot at a championship. Yeah, he'll remember that. Or maybe that causes him to pay, at least pick up the phone when he might not otherwise. So sure, sure. It's just and, I don't know. Look, guy, we don't know the whole story. Yeah. I know we don't know the whole story, and it's just to me. I don't know. It just seems like another questionable decision, yeah. and. Oh, you know, speaking I'll leave of it questionable that. decisions, did you want to talk about the Kyrie rumor we were talking about the other Which day? Which one? The Which one, one? Oh, the Phil Handy one. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. we were in, yeah, because you got that tweet from that person, right? Yeah, that basically said, you know, the, the DL on why they didn't keep Phil Handy was that he's the one that tipped off Kyrie that they were shopping him. And so, I believe that. I totally believe that. I I it's interesting that's for sure and well think about of all the things that could that could have resulted in that like because who's telling Kyrie that 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 they want to trade him right like well at that at that point Griffin Griffin still is in play as the GM right yeah until he isn't yeah and and LeBron's not gonna say anything to Kyrie no LeBron's not gonna say anything to Kyrie but the other side of that is, you know, as many teams as they were talking to, there's a lot of ways that that can get out, you know. Or but don't other... you think that makes sense as to why they dismissed Handy so quickly? I, I certainly think that's plausible. I also think uh, Dan Gilbert just didn't want to pay him, you know, wanted to pay somebody cheaper. I mean, you look at the guys they cut versus the guy they brought in and it was clear based just based on the experience of the guys they have from the training staff to the assistants to everyone else that it was oh, and even as Dan Gilbert or as Tyloo said on the voicemail the Cavs were going younger and as we know in the NBA especially with coaching staffs younger means cheaper you know right. and you know and a lot of times you see this with teams that have you know been over the salary cap for a while or whatever and they they try to cut in other areas and you know it, it seems kind of silly and you know rearranging deck chairs on the titanic but it's what happens you know what a, what a what a strange legacy dan gilbert's gonna have it is it's an odd legacy because on one hand he's the he's the first owner to do, to help deliver a championship to the city of Cleveland in 60 years. And on the but, other hand, he ran LeBron out of town twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Although I think it's debatable if he, I don't know. I mean, it's so hard. To, it's so hard to know. Like, that, to on me, one, just the most damning picture ever is him at the White House with the Cubs after they beat the end. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> And so it's like, what are you doing? Like, how do you let that picture get taken? But then yeah. you're like, well, that's Dan Gilbert, and that's Comic Sans, and that's the voicemail on <laughs> yeah. Ty Lu left, and it's the Joe Lacob and Patrick McCaw. Like, what are you doing? It's just, just poor silly. judgment. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I agree. I get it. I, I just, no, and I'm just agreeing with you. I mean, it's a strange legacy. <laughs> it's very it it's very complicated. That's for sure. I yeah. mean, it's it's going to be really hard to to classify. And the truth is that there, if not for that 2016 championship, it would look really bleak. It would look really bleak <laughs> for Dan for Dan Gilbert. I mean, and to me, one of the worst trades in NBA history. With Kyrie Irving, I mean, yeah, and his obsession with with sub five eleven point cards. I mean, it's just it's it's a long list. I bet, of very I bet in his in his choices. mind, that's the one thing wrong with Colin Sexton is that <laughs> he's, he's, he's over enough. he's over six feet tall. Yeah, he's not short enough. <laughs> yeah, not short enough. It's by the way, he's not good. It's not short enough. Yeah, well. I you think I, I you think it ever plays again? Speaking of short short point guards, I said that two years ago, or I said that before he came to the Cavs when they were talking about his injury and everything. And I'm like, a very short point guard that's injured, that's getting to his 30s. I am honestly surprised he's not in China right now. To be honest with you, next, because probably he, next year, right? Because well, he's never gonna he's never gonna suit up for Denver, right? No, and he's not gonna ever make enough money he's not he can make a lot more money in china than he can here sure he'll get a statue in china multiple a tiny yeah. little statue i mean yeah he's a think. he's a giant over there oh man <laughs> uh, i'm kid i kid i kid we need a and we need an edit button yeah I, I may have to go back and take that out <laughs> but yeah he's uh no i don't think he i I'm surprised that somebody signed him this year. To be honest with you, yeah. Well, I think it was he was just insurance for the for the Nuggets. Sort of a, almost almost like a hey, you know, like who knows if he, if he comes back great. Reward, yeah, yeah. The the Nuggets seem to be like really experts at that. Uh, yeah. What with the who they the guy that Porter Porter Junior and the guy they picked for in the draft. Oh yeah, because he's probably he's probably out for the year. Yeah, and I think what was it last uh, last podcast we talked about the Cavs trade, uh, yeah, Porter Jr. and I, and actually I find that I I find that intriguing, but I also <laughs> like he could barely walk to the stage at last year's draft. <laughs> I know <laughs> like, it's so bad. Yeah. He looked like he bad, was bad problems years old. never really go away. No, they they never do, and I mean especially, I mean back spasms. Yeah, they do, but. When you get surgery on vertebrae, it's yeah. not good. You know, nope. Nope. I mean, time to give up the sport when that happens. Yeah, there's very few people that have come back from that. So yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the most recent I know there's the, the the widely varying rumors on Kevin Love are that you know one day like Houston wants him and OKC wants him, and then the next day no one wants Kevin Love and. So who who knows? I mean, well, and and that's probably true because it's so funny to me the way perceptions and attitudes they literally in the NBA change from game to game, and they yep. depend on whether you won a game or whether you lost a game. And it's the ultimate social media sport. It is. It is, and it's well, and and part of that is the players are more recognizable. Like NFL players are wearing helmets the whole time. You know, yeah. and they're only playing once a week, and yeah. you know, and you only really know the star, the stars. You yeah. only really know the, you know, the quarterbacks and the the wide receivers, and you know, the handful of defensive players that that you know are in 
commercial TV commercials. Yeah, the diva positions. Yeah. <laughs> and in uh, in baseball, to me, the games are just so dang long, and there's there's so many foreign players that may not be as marketable to American audiences and kind of don't have the same attitudes on uh, social media. And this, the NBA is, yeah, you're yeah. right. That's a great analysis. It is, it is the ultimate social media sport. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so, I think it, I, I haven't seen the, the uh, analytic, uh, analytics on it, but I'm sure, I'm sure if you looked into it, like oh, yeah, they, I'm sure is every one of them is on. Yeah. yeah. Every one of them has, has multiple accounts. I mean, just ask Kevin Durant, my multiple burner <laughs> accounts and no, it's all about tweeting. So, I mean, who, well, who else, we've what, actually, what other sport, what other sport is there subtweeting in? Well, what other sport have we actually lost a GM because of his wife's social media yeah. burner? Account? Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jerry Colangelo. So yeah, it, it is a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, Kevin loves Kevin Durant's burners is the best. Talk about a guy with a strange legacy. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, he'll probably wind up with what at least probably probably at least three championships, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, to me, what do you think? So, a, do you think the it's the still the Warriors championship to lose? Yes, I I agree. You know. I, I'm so sick. Don't of... be, don't be, don't be misled or confused by their subpar start to the year. Oh yeah, no. I mean, did you see Clay Thompson last night? Oh my yeah. gosh, he's on my fantasy team. Like <laughs> I've been waiting for him to do that. Yeah, and well, and the other part of it is, you know, I am so sick of the January accolades for uh, James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. No. It's like, is this the guy the greatest scorer of all time? He's doing things that no one else has done. He's like, well, Harden was garbage the first month or two of the season. Well, and he's always garbage the last month of the season. Yeah, we <laughs> and know that's, that, and that's the biggest problem. When it matters, yeah, that is the biggest problem with James Harden. No, I think, yeah. I think it's the, it's still the Warriors championship. Oh, I, I, I totally agree with. They you. might have trouble against a. They they might have trouble against a, a Toronto with Kawhi or a you know I just can't see the Bucks getting there. I mean I know G, everyone thinks Giannis is great and he is. I just don't think his supporting cast is great enough yet. My problem with that team is they don't have a closer. Yeah, and that and you have to have a closer in the NBA and Toronto has Kawhi. Well, at least and and Lowry at least two. You know yeah. what I mean. Well, Lowry's had kind of a rough year with the injuries. But. Well, yeah, but as a playoff closer, we know he can do that. You know, he's well, and, and yeah, and Philly seems to be getting better, and they feel it yeah. seems like they found some guys in Shamit and Corkmaz, and, and and you talk about a closer, and Jimmy Butler's a closer. Although <laughs> I wonder if they'll trade Jimmy Butler. Has anybody yeah. ever been traded twice in the same season, like like well, of that caliber? I mean, no, not saying I don't like think regular so. guys for salary dumps, but yeah, that would be wild if that happened. I mean, you almost—I don't even know who you'd trade him to. Miami. Miami would be an option. You could see. Yeah, Miami would be an option. Trade could... Miami for like for like Josh Richard, Richardson and and. James Jones and a pick or something like that. Yeah, I I mean I feel like you'd need to get at least one really good player. Um, and was it was it you that was talking about the uh, uh, Joel Embiid trade that you would make? Oh yeah, I would. Yeah. I if I if I'm both those teams, I would make that trade heartbeat. Joel Embiid for Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, 
because I think Anthony Davis would play better alongside Jimmy Butler, and I think Embiid is a, is still young enough that the Pelicans could build rebuild around him and not miss a beat. Well, and also the other great thing... And he's cheaper for right now. The other thing I totally could see about, uh, you know, Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis isn't as, you know, I mean, he probably is egocentric, but he hasn't, he's failed for long enough that he doesn't care that he is, quote unquote, the guy the way Joel Embiid seems to want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And... Joel Embiid seems to want to pick a fight in every room he's in. Yeah. <laughs> and Well, I, he can't stop talking either. So. Yeah, and everything's a competition with him, and I, I almost feel like he can't get out of his own way. And Jimmy Butler, uh, I think part of the problem with Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid is they're very similar people. Oh, yeah, they're almost you know, the same guy. It's the classic, and we haven't seen this in a while because of these super teams, but it's almost like a team that has two guys that want to be the alpha dog, you know, which was Shaq and Kobe, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And what do they call it? The, uh, abundance of joy in, uh, in golden state. And yeah. even that's fraying now with, with Kevin. Oh Durant, yeah. So, so no, if, that's the, that's the problem. I mean, you know, that that's, it's the disease of me as, uh, whoever quoted, the whoever coined that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, your 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 friend Pat Riley. Yep, <laughs> the guy the sockless, owns, the sockless curmudgeon himself. The guy who owns the uh, the trademark on three peat. It's funny you don't hear much about Riles anymore. Well, that's because uh, he doesn't want to open his mouth because of the amount of luxury tax that his own that his owner is paying right now. <laughs> Mickey Harrison. Oh, poor Mickey Harrison. <laughs> The guy that didn't want to keep Mike Miller around and piss LeBron off. <laughs> yeah. He was going to leave eventually anyways, I think. He saw the writing on the wall with those guys. He knew the, those guys were a little bit older. He knew D-Wade oh, yeah. was already breaking down. And Bosh, I mean, that that was it was unfortunate what happened to him. But uh, look, LeBron is nothing if not a shrewd businessman. And I think he saw that, saw an opportunity to rebuild his, his brand in his hometown and did yeah. that, and now he's got an opportunity to to still play ball while he's augmenting his uh, or cementing his entertainment industry future, and maybe and not have to work in in May this year. So <laughs> he may not have to. That's true. Although I don't know. I mean, have they given people people were betting against LeBron so so hard when he was in Cleveland. So what's to say he he doesn't rise up and do exactly? I mean. It's not like the Lakers are any worse or better than what the Cavs were uh, that year. He took the two weeks off in, no, in no, absolutely. December, January. So that's basically the same thing. It's just this was this, you know, it's a groin instead of a back. And it's funny. It's an old man injury with the groin, I think. But oh, yeah, uh, that, that one hurts, too. Yeah. And it takes a long time to heal. Well, and he's better off waiting and just saying, like, I mean, for him, it's like you don't want to be the eighth seed because you don't want to play the Warriors in the first round. But, or maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe they're the most vulnerable in the early rounds when they're not really taking it seriously enough. But I think they would take LeBron seriously. Oh, yeah, so. you know they would. And they'd, you know they'd want to rub it in his face, too. For sure. So, I yeah. mean, you you kind of want to be like, if you're the seventh seed and you get to, you get to, you know, go up against Russ and, and Paul George or, or, you know, the Golden Turd and, and CP... 
you know, never healthy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Then maybe that's more, you know, and you just kind of you just kind of win enough games to be the six or seven seed, and then you know, still wind up in wind up on the other bracket, and you got a shot at meeting the the Warriors in the in the uh, conference championship. But I don't know. Yeah, they I could mean, just easily miss the playoffs altogether with the way the West is playing this year. Yeah, have, and so the rumor I've heard is that he's going to come back when the Cavs come to town. So well, that makes that would make sense. <laughs> that, sure that, that would be so. classic LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> but the bummer thing is, I think that this injury is going to end up invalidating Tom and I's bet um, because we had a bet on if he misses over so many games. Then our bet is null and void. Because who had who had which side? So of I believe I had the over on forty five wins, and Tom had the under. So right, and 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 that's below what the Vegas line was because I think the Vegas line was like forty eight and a half. So I think you're right. <laughs> I don't think I don't think forty five wins gets it done for the playoffs in the no, West. No, but though. I think he'll still. I I think they'll end up with a winning season, but yeah, it's tough. But who knows? I mean, that trade deadline, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Magic and Ra- and that's part of the reason I don't know if the if like you said, Anthony Davis gets done because I think there's a lot of pressure on those two guys to Magic and Rob to get to the playoffs this year. And sure, with the roster they have, that's and now with LeBron's injury, that ain't a guarantee. So. Yeah, plus Rondo can't stay healthy, and Kuzma's been uh, in, injured a little bit too, and Josh Hart kind of dropped dropped off. Eva Eva Zubac or whatever his name is, like he was great when LeBron was there, and then yeah. LeBron goes out, and all of a sudden he doesn't play. Uh, Eva Zubac Moskov. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Timofey yeah. Zubac. Yeah. Speaking of, although speaking of the ever injured Chris Paul, he and Oscar from The Office, fantastic commercials. <laughs> I enjoy the one with the robot just kills me. <laughs> I am so sorry for your automobile. <laughs> Man, have you seen I don't know. The, have you seen the yeah, no, with seen the deer it. tearing up the yeah. garage and the bowling yeah. balls? There's yeah. something funny about bowling balls just going awry. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very easily amused man. I guess so. Yeah. 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 This is- well, yeah. No, 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 no. Well, I was going to ask you something before that, though. Oh, yeah. You mentioned something about I saw your reaction to somebody mentioning that maybe Tibbs would be the Cavs coach next year. Well, I my knee jerk was that I hated it. But when I went back, it he wouldn't be the worst. I mean, at least the guy's a decent coach. He just I, I think part of the problem was. It was a bad fit for him in Milwaukee with the players he had. You mean Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, but they were all his old players. Like, <laughs> they were no, the, seriously. It was Taj Gibson and those Jimmy guys Butler. weren't the bad fit though. It was and Derrick Rose, yeah, D Rose, D Rose, go kill yourself, D Rose, the Timberwolves. And, yeah, I know, but yeah, but they were. They were all the same guys. Like, what you no, mean? No, no, you, the Tat and the Timberwolves. Yeah, no, the Timberwolves. But the, you think it was just Cat and Wiggins that, that didn't like him? Yeah, yeah, I think that was totally who it was. Yeah, it's I mean, weird they would fire him after a twenty-two point win, though, right? 
I mean, it, to me, I don't know why they didn't like when that Butler stuff was all going down this summer, and he didn't want to trade him. Like, why doesn't the owner just say, "Okay, you're no longer the GM"? Then I'm getting somebody else. Well, that's the GM. probably what the owner said in here, and Tibbs probably said, "No, I'm gonna, I'm either both or I'm not, I'm neither." And the guy said, "Okay, you're neither." Yeah. I don't know. That's probably what happened. I mean, if you know, it probably came to some sort of confrontation like that. But yeah, I mean, look, he's a good defensive coach. The Cavs could certainly use some of that because God knows they don't have one available at the moment or yeah. ever. <laughs> if I if I see Mike Longabardi's face one more time, I, and I have gotta to know that the your least favorite moment of every Cavs game is the Mike Longabardi interview coming out of the locker room at halftime. Yeah, I, I've gotten to the point where I, I've, I'm i almost coming around to where I kind of want to like because I always have a sound off because I can't <laughs> as bad as his face is I can't listen to him. Granted, I don't have the best voice for radio but man, that guy just to hear him talk about uh, to throw out platitudes about about defense, it just makes me want to vomit. But yeah. um, but I've thought at, about at, doing at that. At least he quit smoking with Chantix, though. <laughs> you love that joke. I do, um, I do. I I think he just reminds me of Ray Liotta, <laughs> like Ray Liotta and good fun. fellas. Yeah, but he's you know, but he's more like uh, Joe Pesci's stature. <laughs> exactly. So, oh my gosh! When I was at the game, I I wish I'd have brought my good camera because I had a picture. Like it, you have I a swear, oh, a better my good camera, right? Because he is so like I swear when he's interviewing with Angel Gray, he's standing up on a block. Like <laughs> he just seems so. Oh, Ty Lue's old uh, phone books. Yeah, Ty Lue's old phone books. There you go. <laughs> no, but but I I'm toying now with the idea of doing the like mystery science three thousand thing where he's talking and I'm like just putting words in. Okay, that's like pretty, oh that's yeah, if we if we just if we just hold them to forty points a quarter, we'll only lose by fifty. I love the like the two games in a row he said he made halftime adjustments and then they just got destroyed. No adjustments mean? <laughs> but then they just got destroyed in the second half. Was the funny part of the whole thing. We got our adjustments all figured out for this one, Angel. <laughs> you get, it's good, but you get, yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> oh We're going to take them out, see? We're going to hit them on the knee. <laughs> I wish they'd do that. I wish they'd be more aggressive. Like, they they finally played some some with some physicality in that second half of that, that indie game, and yeah. it was refreshing. That's really what helped. Man, I don't think I hit that hard enough in the recap, but, like, they really hustled. They really got into guys, and and they didn't have a, 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 a well until the very end. They didn't have an officiating that that was blowing random whistles on on when they got too aggressive or handsy. But yeah. uh, although one thing I wish, Chetty Osman has got to stop chasing guys down and then giving them an and one. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of specialty at that, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like the, either just the, the CDF, the chase down foul, <laughs> the chase down. Yeah, it, either foul him and don't let him get his arms up, or don't foul him, but don't do like the weak foul and then or I. They're all too. They're all too nice, except for for Delhi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even Delhi, I mean, you haven't seen him just totally 
throttle guy this year. So well, that, boy, they, he got he got a real reaction when, when that Frank dude Frank ran into his into his jaw or his jaw into Deli. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he like undercuts Deli. Deli hits him in the face with his elbow as he's going up for Joe for. And what did they call? What were they reviewing? Excessive contact. Hostile, hostile action. Hostile action. I mean, come on. <laughs> Give so, me a break. I'd forgotten a little bit about how much the rest of the league, like, fellaciously thinks that Delhi's a, a dirty player. Thanks, Reggie Miller and uh, some others. But um, but it's funny, like, to hear that, I'm like, oh, yeah, people still see Delhi as the guy that broke Kyle Corver's leg or, you know, yeah. like, tackle with like scissor scissor grabbed uh <laughs> Al Horford. Horford or whatever so in, in one of the greatest plays of Delhi's career got Al Horford kicked out of the game <laughs> right that was great uh, there's nothing I love more than Al Horford angry Al Horford and his sister yes at losing yeah yeah well we'll see what happens this year I I I, I can't figure the Celtics out at all. I don't think the Celtics can figure the Celtics out. Well, of course, you know the one theory is that Jason Tatum spent way too much time with Kobe this year, in the, this <laughs> summer, and he kind of acquired Kobe's shot selection. It's not just that like Gordon Hayward sucks and Kyrie can't lead a team, and yeah. uh, and Jalen Brown comes off the bench now because he's erratic, and yeah. I mean Brad Stevens maybe isn't the genius everybody thought he was. Yeah. I don't know. But I tell you who is a genius is, is Danny Ainge. Because have you seen Uh-oh. the amount of draft picks the Celtics have this year? Yeah, it's a war chest, man. I mean, they have like five first-rounders this year. Like, if yep. you were the... Seems like a good candidate to trade Kevin Love to. <laughs> nice. Of uh, course, I'm sure they would they would get nothing for it. <laughs> yeah, they would like sign Isaiah Thomas just to trade. Here, we're gonna trade <laughs> Tim, like... Tim Frazier, another yeah. sub six foot point guard. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, they just say, they'll say, yeah, we're gonna trade you Terry Rozier <laughs> and who's that big uh, Australian dude that that always that yeah. with the with the man bun now? Oh, uh, Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines and uh, Yabaselli. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, Yabaselli, and oh yeah, and we also want you to take on like, you know, Gordon Hayward's contract or something too, and trade us back a number one, so we have four, yeah. no, five number ones. So and and oh, by the way, Terry Rozier has a bad big toe, right? Right, yeah. and probably won't play again. Yeah, I mean, but if you're like New Orleans and you can get the poo poo platter from the Lakers, or you can get like five first rounders for. Anthony oh, Davis, what what do you do? Yeah, you're you're training him for the five first rounders. Absolutely, yeah, yeah so. no question. It, no, although question. it's looking like none of them will probably be. Well, they do have the Kings pick, and the Kings, you know, is that? I don't think, I think that, it's not that. I think isn't the Kings pick top ten though? No, it's top one. Oh, it's only top one. Okay, yeah, so. Kings might make the playoffs. Yeah, they might make the playoffs, but I have a hard time thinking that's sustainable. Although I was really impressed with them, and yeah, and that kind of leads to another conversation because there's been a lot of uh, comparisons between Colin Sexton's quote unquote growth chart and uh, who's their point guard, Darren Fox. Oh yeah, but 
I I don't see that comparison enough, mainly because Darren Fox is like three inches taller. And yeah, he was pretty bad last year, though. Darren he Fox. was really bad last year. He was second worst in the NBA in RPM, and you know. And now Colin Sexton is. No, he's worst. <laughs> by a, by he's pretty... worst. Is he in the Is he in the IT spot? Um, what do you mean? The Isaiah Thomas spot, where oh. there's like there was like because I remember Windhorse once said like, well, there's Kyrie Irving, and then there's like. Uh, like a uh, hundred, like like a like three feet of like awful, and then there's Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. as far as defensive guards go. Oh, he's pretty. Yeah, he's he's there. Yeah, he's really bad. I mean, and you can kind of see it every game. Like they almost bring him back in just to preserve the tank at the end of some games. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I've seen moments, and I do feel like he is a worker. And if he's smart, and they get the right player development around him. He there seems like a really there. nice kid too. Yeah, and that's like the one thing. And he. Do you see where they were interviewing like, his parents after yeah, the game well, that one time? Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. They oh yeah, that's like right. We did. Unbelievably nice people. Yeah. yeah. No, so, I like him, and he's always very like positive and upbeat in the post game interviews. It's like it's he, like it it doesn't quite affect him, and maybe that's a good thing or bad thing. I don't I think know, that's but a good like thing. Yeah, and the other part of it is that he doesn't i mean for all the things that drive you nuts he doesn't make like boneheaded like his mistakes are lack of aggression and lack of um decision decision and you know not just blowing by guys but he also doesn't do like really boneheaded i'm gonna just be an idiot and mouth off here and like i've never seen him even get close to attack so right and maybe I mean he seems very self-disciplined, so yeah, I think that bodes well for his future. But I, I, I think so too. I do want the Cavs to get the right player development people. And you look, I mean, you're seeing guys on their second and third stop now. Are you know Moutier in New York has actually been pretty good this year, where he was just awful in Denver. I mean, sometimes. Not everybody can be Kyrie Irving. Some of these guys are going to take four years to develop. And i that's part of the reason I hate the fact that they're going to get a, rid of one and done and they might go to 18-year-old players. It's like yeah. guys just develop at different rates and not everybody can be you know a phenom coming out of college. Yeah. You but know. like Zion would be, he could play in the league right now. No, he could play in the NFL right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy is the most freakish athlete maybe I've seen since LeBron. Yeah, I wonder if the if if the reason why the Cavs could lose a a draft pick is is somehow a conspiracy with to get Zion with, with Bill, out of Cleveland. Yeah, with Bill Simmons, maybe he's behind oh. it. Yeah, that's the frozen envelope. He's going to end yeah. up in uh, L.A. or New York. Ugh. Yeah. Well, not L.A., but... Well, do they have their own draft pick? I don't think so. I, there's got to be a protection on it, though, even if, you know, they didn't get number one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up real quick, but... I don't know anything else. Well, the worst the Cavs, the worst the Cavs can do is fifth, right? Before it gets taken away. Yeah. Um Yeah, and we're in no danger of it going to the Hawks, so No. <laughs> well, at least not not until Kevin Love's come back. <laughs> then you're not making the playoffs. <laughs> come on. That's an impossibility. It's not playoffs, it's top ten. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, they don't. They can. They could still wind up winning a couple games and jeopardizing it. But I, I sincerely doubt it because the. I do too. I think there's too many. There's only about five teams really that are really that are right now out of the, in danger. You know, like sort of out of the playoff, and four of them are in the East. I think it's only the Suns and the West that are out of it. Yeah, yeah, and although meanwhile they're starting to play pretty decent, and you know, Aiton is quietly kind of sneaking up on Donkage for uh, as a rookie. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's been pretty incredible lately. Dude, Ben's gonna smack you down. No, I'm just saying DeAndre Ayton's playing very well as a as a compliment to DeAndre Ayton, not to knock Luka Donkage. You can't. You can't. It can't be one or the other. It has to be both things. <laughs> That's exactly. Everything is binary in this day and age. Don't you know that? That's right. Binary. Just look at Twitter. <laughs> so, anything else on your mind there? Um, no, nothing that that we should talk about on here with the <laughs> just the 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 political landscape of the last week. I don't want to get into that oh, because geez. I know no, that's yeah. a that's a you that's a you and Tom thing, anyways. And I just assume well, keep it and, keep, and I keep no. it out of it. I will say this though: there there was there was one. I've been pretty whatever about it. There was one tweet that went out today that i would say it's just about the the wildfire the forest fires out here that directly affects like me and my family and friends and neighbors and things like that which i thought was absolutely um unconscionable for to to be a communication sent out by the leader of the free world so (laughs) anyways i will leave it at that but um but otherwise yeah things are Things are good. It's my wife's birthday on awesome. Friday. Yeah, she's uh, turning the big five zero. Wow! Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Wish her a happy birthday for me. Yeah, I will. I'm making her a cake. Nice. Or as Pedro said, I will build her a cake or something. <laughs> well, do you remember the? Um, that was a, the, that was of, a. Uh, yeah, I know. Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> reference. I know. I know. I'm a big fan. So, that thought's a good movie, but yeah. uh, no, there was a. Do you remember? I mean, being in Canton, maybe you do. There was a bakery that used to be by um, where LeBron went to school at St. Vincent St. Mary called Bud's Bakery. Like I've B- heard of B- it, B- but I'd never. Yeah, I've never been. So they used to make this famous cake, and it's it's hard. To, it's a like a it's like a banana cake, but it's got like a pineapple filling, and there's like this really cool frosting on it, and it sounds weird but it the tastes delicious and it sounds good so well they so the bud's bakery went out of business and every year for my wife's birthday she would get this cake and when they went out of business she's like oh no and then for years we were like well i guess you know you're not gonna get that cake anymore but then somebody in the beacon journal got a hold of the recipe and did like a whole story on it and then actually like printed the recipe in beacon journal so uh, my wife's mom got a copy of it, sent it to us out here, and so now I've got that recipe. I'm gonna make make one of those uh, cakes from scratch out here. So nice, nice. Uh, well, you got a you got a uh, pictures, or it didn't happen. No, I know. I'll I'll maybe I'll take some pictures. And yeah, one of the great regrets them. of my life is that we had a Chinese food place out here called Chiang's C-H-I-E-N-G and it was a and it was open for like 25 years and the Chinese couple that 
ran it, they closed it and moved to Columbus to be with their kids. But after when they were closing for like a month, they put all their recipes online and I didn't download any of them. I'm so mad at myself still to this day. And I like want to track them down in Columbus just to get these recipes because the food was so good. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah. It, well, it wasn't great. I didn't get the recipes, no. but yeah. Well, that that's not great. But yeah, but that's yeah. Totally had that. But um, what do you think of the Browns' decision today? I, I most people seem pretty happy with it. I mean, I think you got to go with the guy that kind of seems most instrumental to your success from the coaching staff standpoint. And what a story from <laughs> one of the great tweets I saw today was they were doing. Um, some hard knocks of like minor coaches meetings and just, you know, Freddie mm. kitchens kind of piping up and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, it's just like game of Thrones where these minor characters from early in the, uh, yeah. <laughs> in the show end up being major characters by the end of the season. <laughs> did you, did you see this like six minute NFL films piece on him? No, I did not. Oh man. If you get a chance, check it out. Um, good with the whole thing about his, the aortic, uh, like rupture that he had and oh, wow. that whole thing that he went through and just kind of his whole like philosophy and stuff. Like it's really, it's pretty amazing. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, when the guy just, just who the guy is and where he came from, he just seems like a, even though he's from Alabama, he seems like a, like a guy that fits right in and in, in uh, the dog pound in Cleveland. So I'm yeah, excited. And, I mean, the one I'm excited because most of the people I follow on Twitter who are Browns fans, also Cavs fans, uh, we're really excited about it. So, um, yeah. most of those people, I, I trust their judgment. So, yeah. So I'm well, excited we'll for you. I'm excited for all you Browns fans. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they may be the, the only team with something going on for the next few years. So. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, because it's going to take a little while to rebuild the Cavs, I think. And especially the, Indi- if... the Indians' off season was not inspiring. So. No, they seem to be really back to their old money pinching <laughs> ways. So, yeah. too bad. But you know, that was always... that was a good run too, and you never know either. That's you know, true. Stranger things have happened. So yeah, and look, the Cavs could if things bounce the right way, and they don't they don't wind up getting a pick taken away from them. They yeah. they could. They could rebuild in a, in a couple of years. Well, and you know the funny thing is it's like as much as I've complained about the Cavs and as much as I have, uh, you know, just kind of they have driven me nuts, I also knee-jerk defend them when, you know, the national media talks about them being poorly run because it's like, okay, would you rather have the Cavs or would you rather – and I'm not the first person to make this point – or would you rather be – uh you know, the Heat, who had that run, and then now are kind of caught in NBA purgatory of no man's land of in terms of talent, you know, good enough to barely make the playoffs, but not good enough to go anywhere there and not getting good enough players to, to do anything yeah. about that. You know, yeah. would you which one would you rather be? And, you know, if the ta- in the NBA recently, at least, it's if you're going to fail, fail hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, Feast or famine. Yeah, and are they really poorly run, or is they just making a strategic decision? I mean, I don't right. know. I'm not so sure that this – I don't think we'll know until after the result of the the lottery. If, <laughs> I love that it's just random chance that decides. 
Yeah, I know. But but seriously, like I I don't think we're gonna know if this new structure, you know, prevents tanking or not until we see the result of it. Oh, I think it's gonna take a few years. I don't think anybody's internalized the new lottery structure, and I think what's gonna happen is somebody that just barely misses the playoffs or is two or three games or places out of the playoffs is going to jump up into that top five, and it's really going to change. Like a team like Dallas, say a team like Dallas ends up with a top four pick. Well, now all of a sudden you've got Luka Doncic, and although they traded that pick to the Hawks, didn't they? Yeah. But, But I think, did they leave it unprotected, or were there protections on it? I think it was unprotected to get to jump up that high. Yeah, it's hard to... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 2019. Huh. I, no, they... Uh, no, there was protections on it. Okay. So, and and I'm not sure Dallas uh, actually uh, has their pick this year. Oh, yeah. Dallas gets it if it's one through five. Otherwise, it's owed to Atlanta. So, yeah. So, probably not. They're not going to be one through five. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, Dallas could... A team like Dallas, if they ju- if they somehow luck into the top five, it will kind of change that math. You know what I mean? Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That, that remind. I guess Dallas was also a team that was looking at love. Oh, yeah. Who knows? I mean, I think Dallas has got to get rid of some bad contracts. I think they're still two years and bad contracts away. Like their team, I could totally. Well, who's who's a bad contract there? Oh, Wes Matthews and. Well, uh, is he still? I mean, Wes oh, Matthews yeah. feel like he's been there for five years. No, yeah, but it's still a bad contract. Yeah. And then well, Her- I guess Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Barnes is, is bad. a terrible yeah. contract. Yeah. Like yeah. one of those guys, I could see him. Like, and I still think the Cavs have are gonna move their expiring deals. Uh, to try and you know eat bad contracts to take picks. Oh, that was the thing I saw today. Uh, there was somebody saying that the Cavs should trade for Carmelo and <laughs> send back and send back. Well, no, because Carmelo had just a one-year deal with Houston. Oh, okay. And so if they traded for Carmelo and they could trade like Jr. or somebody back, and maybe maybe Houston throws a pick in or something like that and just yeah. does a money, money exchange except i think carmelo was yeah i i think carmelo gets dumped in that situation anyway i don't think the oh, no no that's yeah. that's a sign that's a that's a uh, trade and retire for carmelo yeah no i i certainly think that's an option i think the Cavs. uh doesn't could you imagine him coming to work for the Cavs? that'd be so great yeah that'd be so well then great. there's your four there's your four that you need <laughs> who needs Anthony Bennett? Who needs who needs uh, Gumdrop, Gumdrop Bear? You can get yeah. mellow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good times. And uh, Chloe could hang out with uh, um, with. Is Mellow still married to that that? What's La- her name? Lala Vasquez. Yeah. I I'm not sure. No. Could have a whole interesting sideline for to watch <laughs> them get blown out by 20 points a game. <laughs> it wouldn't be any different than how it is now. No. Yeah, just a little more interesting on the sideline. Yeah. So, All right. uh, wrapping this up, did the Cavs win yeah. a game on this road trip? I uh, think, I want to say they're going to surprise somebody before, because it looked like the next winnable game was Chicago at home on like the, what, the the 21st or something like that. Here, I'll check it yeah. out. So, the, yeah, they've got, 
the Rockets on Friday, Lakers Sunday, Blazers. Um, I could see them like surprising, like a maybe a maybe the Blazers or something. Maybe like the Jazz. I don't know. I mean, they played the Jazz okay for a half. Um, yeah, I mean that's the first night of the back to back because they definitely don't seem like they beat the Nuggets no. on the second half <laughs> in Mile High. No, who puts the like? What a jerk move to put the Nuggets on the back end of the back of the. I know. <laughs> Although the Jazz is pretty high altitude too. Well, so that it's is not true. Like yeah, you've got your two high altitude teams <laughs> back to back. They won't be able to. They won't be able to breathe by <laughs> halftime of the Nuggets game. It'll be like um, Jaron Blossom game DNP altitude sickness. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, but then they've got the Bulls Monday, January twenty first. So that might be the first kind of real shot although i could see maybe the lakers if lebron's not back of you know of them getting up to play the lakers yeah but that's right about the time he should be coming back from this injury that's that's a full that's a full like well three weeks really so and they've uh they've oh i've heard the rumor he's targeted that date yeah well it's on national tv too it always is Yeah. So, um, okay. So well, I'll be I'll be working overtime with all these these West Coast games. So that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, Ben, uh, you and Ben and uh, I believe Justin May all covering a West Coast game, and and yep. I, I may pick one up. Like Mike's, I think Mike's taking one. Yeah. The Jazz game. So yeah, should, it'll be fun. Should be interesting. So uh, longest road trip of the season. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Isn't it's it? the uh, Disney on Ice trip. You know, the Cavs have their rodeo trip, and Cleveland has their Disney on Ice trip. That's right. coming to the queue. So, Good anyway, times. Anyway, anything you want to pitch? Anything on your mind non-basketball related? Mm, nah, not really. Yeah, what do you think of the Globes? I mean, it was surprising, I guess. I mean... I was happy for Remy Malik. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that movie deserved to get to win over some other ones, but it's the Globes. Things are weird. The Globes. <laughs> yes. At least they, they had, at least they had hosts. I, I've, I've been seeing, hearing that the Oscars is not going to have a host now. What? Yeah. <laughs> After the whole Kevin, Kevin Hart debacle or whatever, they, they, they may go hostless at the Oscars this year. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Pete. Oh, make it go faster. Anyways. I think they should just have Warren Beatty and, uh, God, <laughs> who was he out there with? I uh, Faye Dunaway. Yeah, <laughs> for the whole show. <laughs> I don't then think they. I don't think they'd make it. That would be that. eight hours. Huh. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I watched Bird Box. I got to say, I enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for yeah. the recommendation. Um, it really was a quiet place without being able to see. Though I mean, it was like the same movie. <laughs> yeah, or like The Happening. I I have. I I was thinking about it and I was realizing I got the happening in the village confused. So uh, I have not seen the happening. So You I, don't I, need to. <laughs> you've seen Bird you've seen Bird Box. Okay, and and I've seen Donnie Wahlberg in many a movie. So it's the happening is one of those movies that's it's not even so bad it's good, it's just so bad it's bad. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. And then I finished first season of fa- uh, Fabulous Mrs. My or the Marvelous oh. Mrs. Mizell. What a fantastic show! Fun, right? It's so well written, and the cast is just fantastic. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, they did I, a really nice job. I mean, Tony Tony Shalhoub, Shalhoub, Shalhoub is one of my favorites. Yeah, well, and, and Kevin Pollock's fantastic too. Oh yeah, no, they're all great. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong. Like it's a really well cast. Even the bit parts, like the like the sister in law or Jane Kaczmarek coming in as as that comedian or yeah. comedian. I can't remember her name, but yeah, yeah. Oh so, no, you mean Jane Jane Lynch? Yeah, Jane Lynch. Yeah, sorry, yeah. not Jane Kaczmarek. Uh, Jane Lynch and uh, and Dick Scott. The guy that plays uh, Lenny Bruce is great too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's no, all. It's all really good. I just I think the writing is fantastic. So. Well, it's not just the writing though, because the sets and the costume and the way they kind of create that world of New York in the late fifties, sure. like sure. so much of the fifties is kind of portrayed as black and white and grainy and kind of muted and they just make that so colorful with yeah, a a different point. it's a different visualization of that era than you're used to which yeah, i think is a, is a really is part of what makes the show so fun i mean the fashion design in that show is really good yeah no it's very well very well produced and yeah, yeah amazon does a does a nice job with their shows yeah, they really do. Some of them, anyway. Yeah, I mean, every one that I enjoy, that Man in the High Castle, are are both really good. So yeah, so yeah, not too much else to um, kind of throw out there. Have uh, um, any Oscar predictions, or are you just kind of going to wait till they come out? I thought you wanted to make this a short podcast. Okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll wait a week or two on that. You're right. It yeah, is. We, got, we are getting long in the two. Almost two months till the Oscars. Do we really? Is it that far? It's away? not till not till March. Yeah. Oh, okay. It just. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the? Well, I think I asked you this question on an earlier podcast. Or what do you think of the new category? The new was it popular movie <laughs> category? I'm not a big fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, that's more of like a People's Choice Award, really. Yeah, I feel like they just invented it so they could give Black Panther an Oscar. Sure, sure. And then they can give uh, Avengers uh, the sequel to Infinity War the, the, the Oscar next year. Yeah, and it annoys me. <laughs> or whatever me. Star Wars movie's coming out, yeah. It annoys me because they already have the Pixar Oscar every year of yeah. the best animated movie, even though uh, there's been more than one time it wasn't the best animated movie. Like, has a non-Pixar movie ever won that? I think, didn't Frozen win that? Okay, has a non-Disney movie ever won that? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe... What, did one of the Illumination movies win it one year, like a Minions movie or something like that? No, I, I don't think so. I'd have to go uh, down and look, but... Yeah, it, I would, it annoys I would, me. I would, too. I, I tend not to... I mean, look, here's the thing. All the awards are kind of... Contrived to begin with, yeah. I mean, it's all the, the you know, navel-gazing Hollywood, like, let's slap ourselves on the back and... <laughs> Have parties for have parties for no reasons, and I mean, look, all it's really designed to do anymore is to generate box office. When the when the movies all come out, the the especially those smaller ones, when they they come out in the you know November, December, January qualifying run for a week, you know, at the end of the year, and then or on a screener, and then they're out in theaters, and they get three month three extra months once they get nominations to generate you know people say oh well, i'll have to go see that movie now because yeah. that got nominated it's it's become you know much more about mark the marketing of of films and i think i think netflix is starting to change that with movies like like roma and um 
you know, you'll see more and more of that. I mean, Amazon had the what, what was that uh, Man- Manchester by the Sea movie? Uh, two and years the Big ago. Sick. Yeah, the Big Sick. So you'll start to see more and more of that as the streamer, the streaming uh, outlets get into higher, higher quality, and you know, they start to attract more and more filmmakers because they've got gobs of money they can throw at them and. Mm-hmm. and Promise them lots of control, and yeah, you'll you'll see a paradigm shift in the next couple of years, where you know the 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 value of some of these award show will, will start to diminish. I think so. Yeah. Not to be not to rain on the parade, but that's no, sort of I, I, direction I can sort of see the the industry is going. So I do. I though I do think there's some value to you know promoting these smaller movies for sure. I mean, for sure. I, I don't want every single I don't want the American, you know, cinematic landscape to be, you know, just Disney and Star Wars movies and comic book movies. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I wanna see other things. I want movies for adults. So Right. But increasingly those movies for adults will be on will be on the 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 screen. The small the, screen. Yeah. So, yeah, the small screen. Which is fine because most small screens are not that small anymore. And yeah, and I have had better experiences in my living room than I have in the theater at times. So always good to be able to pause and go to the bathroom. Or get also, a snack. also I don't have to pay twenty dollars for a popcorn and a soda. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not that, and I know that <laughs> I'm not trying to step on your uh, wallet here. So no. <laughs> By all means, yeah, you wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know it's it's expensive to take a family to the movies, and I sometimes I just wonder about the kind of intelligence of the never-ending inflation of box office and concession prices. But yeah, well, it's the only way they can pay to the the, the um, you know the the print costs to actually have the films in the theaters and to keep the. The I mean it, it's all real estate. It's all no, keeping I know, the, I know. you know the the business is open and and you know there's a premium on that now. It's why it's why it's gone from the the single theaters to the multiplexes to now the multiplexes are if you don't have an IMAX or a you know or a Dolby theater then you can't you know XD get that is the one yeah yeah I mean and now the the multiplexes are are pushing the one near me is like. Hey, any matinee show is now four ninety nine. You know, yeah. it's like, well, why would you go see anything else? You just go to the matinee show and get the same level of, you know, movie go- going experience if you can. But it's, you know, it's it's slightly depressing, but it's exciting about what, what what's happening on the small screen too. So yeah, it just opens up more opportunities for more for for more uh, talent, more artists to to get their work seen. Yeah, I, and that's that's the most exciting thing is the amount of entertainment options and the amount of, if you're into a certain genre, no matter what, there's something out there for you. Yeah. <laughs> so No, no question. Almost oh, I will pitch something. I will pitch the show <laughs> Letterkenny. Have you seen Letterkenny or heard of no. Letterkenny? No. So Letterkenny is, the premise of the show is it is a show that takes, it's about a small town in Canada that takes place near Thunder Bay. Okay. Um, and the premise of the show is Leonard Kenny is a town of 5,000 people, of hockey players, Christians, and Hicks. These are their <laughs> stories. <laughs> and it's an R-rated sitcom, and it revolves around this Hick family 
but they're all like hyper literate. <laughs> so they have these like philosophical discuss. They spend ten minutes at one point discussing the anatomy of the male scrotum, and he's like, "Well, what's the vas deferens with that, uh, or your flor- <laughs> Florida seminal vesicles?" I mean, it's like <laughs> that's hilarious. It, but it's really funny and it's really what's well- it on? It is on Hulu, so it is. All right, really I'll check well- it out. It is really well written. Uh, ignore. There is a Facebook parody episode that is awful. Other than that, it's really good. Other than that, it's good. Okay. Well, I'll check it out. The Facebook fairy episode is called Fart Book. <laughs> and aside from that it episode, it is it is very Worth good. watching. Yeah, All right. I'll check funny. it out. Yeah. Check it out. It, it's pretty well done. And um, yeah, and the cast is really good. A lot of really good Canadian actors. So um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll check it out. Cool. So yeah, that's my that's my recommendation for this week. So all right, good. Well, I'll stick with yours. I'll check yours out. <laughs> okay. Well, I will. Uh, you have a good week, E.G. And as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire.